Is Donald Trump winning primaries really news? And she is the most feared woman by MAGA. Who is she and why are they so terrified? Also, can you fight your own imprinting? We're going to talk about it today. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Corel. Happy Monday to you. I have to tell you, I am a Carpenter's song today. Hanging around some kind of lonely clown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. It is both Monday and it's raining. So you know that my mood is, I'm ready to be in the kitchen. Yesterday, child, I made lentil soup. Gonna have to share the recipe with y'all. Very good from Steve Cabral. I made uh, a sourdough bread boule. I made chocolate donuts because my rule is if I want a treat, I have to make it. Oh my God. I mean, oh my God, Becky. <laughs> I've been cooking up a storm. And meanwhile, it's been hanging around some kind of lonely clown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Do they get you down? Do rainy days and Monday get you down? Because they get me down, honey. They really, truly do. Uh, I could never live in Seattle. I'd be a depressed mess. I would be like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh, I ain't going out today. No. <laughs> I ain't moving. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, I watch the international news, right? I watch, like, the France 24 and I, NHK World and all of that. And they report on real news, unlike in America. Uh, but when they get around to reporting on our news, I love the way they do it because they treat this whole primary from Donald Trump uh, like the ridiculous farce that it is. Uh, they point out that he was always, uh, you know, in the head of the of the pack uh, and that, you know, he didn't even have to go to any of the debates. And I love that, you know, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis was the darling of the right. Oh, my God. You know, the don't say gay guy. And he raised millions and millions of dollars to run for president and basically ignored his state of Florida to do it. And he has dropped out before the first primary. New Hampshire is the first primary. Iowa's a caucus. New Hampshire is the first primary. And he freaking dropped out before that. Before that, He spent millions of dollars. Didn't even make it to the first primary. Now, everyone's wondering, you know, why? And I, it's easy. Hitler was the de facto leader of the Nazi party. They never even considered Himmler or any other you know, leader. It was Hitler. And Donald Trump is the American Hitler running the American Nazi party, which is the Republican Party. The fact that Mitch McConnell and others are falling lockstep behind Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, who could have been killed on January 6th. You know, I often wonder if they had gotten in and actually started killing senators and if they had killed Republican senators, if, if Trump's base would have turned on him. And the answer is no, they would not. And the man is senile, confusing Nancy Haley and, and, and Nancy Haley. Yeah, see there, I'm, I'm as bad as him. That's it, I've lost it. Uh, confusing Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley, or Nancy Haley, if you combine the two, uh, you know, repeatedly. Yeah, if that had been Joe Biden, they'd have, oh my God, they, their heads would have exploded. But Trump, oh, they forgive him. You know, he just made a mistake. No, he's so fucking old, he can't remember anything. And he's a, you know, 92 felony counts against the guy, which he's going to skate on. Why? Because he's rich and white and he's got the GOP behind him 
and he's got GOP judges behind him. And if it were you or I, we'd already been in jail awaiting trial for our 92 felonies, including the stolen documents that were classified. But that man gets to go out and win primaries because he is backed by the American fascist party, better known as the GOP. And so it's not news. Tomorrow, when he wins the New Hampshire primary, that's not a win. He's expected to win. What would be news is if the Republicans actually got behind someone who wasn't a criminal. That would be news. If Republicans actually coalesced behind a credible candidate, albeit insane because they're all batshit crazy, but if they got behind someone that was actually a credible candidate. Nikki Haley, who I disagree with on every single thing she spurts out of her mouth, is at least a credible candidate, a former governor, uh, ambassador to the U.N. She's got extremist views and I don't like her. But when it comes to politics, she's at least a credible candidate who is not up on 92 counts of felony charges. Donald Trump himself said in 2016 that a candidate under indictment should not run because it would be impossible to govern. But of course, they have no memory of that. These people are absolute fucking morons. So they have no memory of it. And they would just, he changes his tune more than a bad radio station. I mean, he just is terrible. So it's not news that he's going to win the New Hampshire primary. It's not news that he won Iowa when only 5% of the voters showed up. Of course they were his voters. Those people would walk on nails to support that man. He is their cult leader. This is not an election. This is the anointing of a cult leader by a cult, a fascist cult known as the Republican Party. Now, I went on X the other day, the former Twitter. I don't know why I did. But I did. And can I tell you, they are talking about civil war. They're talking about retribution. When Trump is elected, they're openly talking about punishing you, punishing me, punishing anyone against him. They're open, like people of the United States, citizens of the United States are openly talking on X about taking retribution against anyone that doesn't support Donald Trump. That's fascism. They're just too stupid to know. So you better hope with every ounce of fiber in you that two things happen. Number one, that he's convicted before November of a crime. And number two, that enough people actually get out and vote for Joe Biden to keep that man away from office because we are going to devolve into a terrible country if that man wins. He's made it clear who he is. He's not hiding it anymore. And the fact that they are supporting him is not news. They are fascist. It would be news if Nikki Haley won. She's not going to, but it would be news. It would be news if there was an actual credible contender. The best rep- Think about this. They can't get anyone to run in their party that can outclass and outwin a felon, a pedophile, a man with 92 felony counts whose best friend was a sex trafficker who wasn't even a Republican until he ran for office who spent more time as a Democrat than a Republican. This is the best 
the GOP has to offer. And if that diaper-wearing fool is the best that they have to offer, why are they even considered a credible party? That's what the rest of the world is asking. The rest of the world is asking, why is the GOP even a credible American party? I'd like to know that too. I'd like to know why the GOP is considered a credit. These are the Josh Howley, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. Go down the list. These are the champions, Matt Gates of the Republican Party. If these criminals, felons, uneducated buffoons are the best that that party can send to Washington, then why do we let them send anybody? You don't let the Green Party, the Peace and Freedom Party, the American Socialist Party, these are all actual parties in the United States. You don't let any of them into Washington, but you're going to let the GOP with this cast of characters right out of a bad movie. And yet, they stand a chance. So you better hope. You better hope and pray that the GOP-installed judges actually follow the law. They ain't gonna. The Supreme Court is going to say that he is allowed on the ballot. The Supreme Court is going to gut the January 6th case. The Supreme Court is going to hand Donald Trump everything he needs to run. You better hope that more people show up to vote against him in states where it matters because it don't matter in California. It don't matter in Washington. It does not matter in blue states. That is not how Biden wins. Biden has to win by the Electoral College. That means he's got to win in red states. You better hope there's enough sane people in those states. Because your vote, my vote doesn't really matter. We're going to cancel out some of the MAGA votes. The votes that matter are the swing states, are the undecided. Like how anyone could be undecided. That's, that's the bigger question. Who are these fuckers that are on the floor? I just don't know that you're a fucking moron. All right, when we come back. She is the most feared woman in America. Who is she? Yours. Listen daily to the Corel cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel cast, driving you home or driving you crazy. It is the Crowdcast. I am Carell. If you're here in Vegas tomorrow night, Tuesday, uh, First Ladies of Disco is at Myron's. My friend Thea Austin performing Rhythm as a Dancer and Snaps, uh, I Got the Power, and uh, I Can't Get Enough, which turns 25 this week. The first single released by Defected Records, I believe it was, 25 years ago. That was Thea's record. Uh, so she's going to be there with Martha Walsh. You know, Martha, everybody dance now. Martha, one of the weather girls. And it's, it's raining more than men outside. Huh? It's actually raining outside. I don't want to go, to be quite honest. I don't want to go. I don't want to go because everyone I know is sick. Steve is already over the COVID. Daniel Charleston has the COVID or something else, the flu or something. He's got the something, the throat hurting and then the nose. And, you know, so he's got the something. Linda Etter, my singer friend, she's got, she's been sick for 11 days. Now they're calling it the 90-day cough. Everyone's running around unmasked, acting like, oh, it's fine. It ain't fine. There is more virus roaming around right now than at the start of the pandemic. 
pandemic, and now the reports, only 25% of the people that should have gotten vaccines got them. We have this death wish. And I don't want to be out with these people. I really don't. I wish that I, I wish Thea would understand. And I wish that there's not a ton of people that I know that are going because I would stay home. And I don't want to leave Ember. Bridget will babysit, but I hate leaving Ember. We are never apart. It's been eight years. She's a service dog. She goes with me everywhere. And she could go tomorrow night, but she does not like, like, we're going to be right down front. And that means very loud. And to her ears, she does not like that. So I'm going to leave her home. Steve will be with me in case I need medicine or anything. Uh, but I just, you know, if you're here, I'm going to be there at Myron's. And a lot of it's uh, Martha Walsh, Linda Clifford. Uh, it's uh, what's her name? I always forget her name from Chic, the lead singer of Chic. Then it's going to be Anita Ward, Ring My Bell, A Taste of Honey, um, which is Get Down. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Uh, and Marsha Warfield, a comedian that I used to love. I can't believe I'm going to go see and meet her tomorrow night. Uh, so, yeah, and then, of course, Thea. So that's tomorrow night if you're in town. All right. She is, she strikes fear and terror in the right wing. If you go on X, which you'd have to be on X to go on X, but if you go on X, you will see that she is loathed. They, oh, they hate her. They can't stand her. They're afraid of her. They berate her. They belittle her. They really are horrible to her. Who is this? Is this Nancy Pelosi? Is, you know, what, what powerful woman is MAGA so afraid of? And if you know, well, it's Taylor Swift. And I am not making this up. They hate Taylor Swift. Now, I love Taylor Swift, and yet I don't have one of her records. Okay? I love her. I love, A, that she gets in their crawl, that she intimidates the right so much that she is the focus of their hatred. I hate that she is. And there have been attacks on her that have been thwarted. There really have been. They're now trying to violently attack Taylor Swift. And why? What is her crime? Well, she speaks out against Donald Trump. She supports politicians who are running against the GOP. She supports women's rights, gay rights, trans rights. She is on the right side of most every issue, and she puts her money where her mouth is, and she's a billionaire. And now that she's dating some sports star, she is so hated because she shows up at NFL games to actually support her boyfriend. She is taking so much crap this year from the right, from MAGA, from sports fans. And why? Because she's a woman. Because she's a woman and they are terrified that she's a woman with a voice, literally and figuratively. She's a woman with power and she's a connected woman with money. And they can't stand it. The men of MAGA, oh my God, they have lost their fucking minds when it comes to Taylor Swift. I mean, they hate her. They And she's not been elected to any office. She has no real bearing on their lives at all. And yet she's a threat. She must be neutralized. You know, she, oh, and all they do is talk shit about her just, just constantly. Now, here's a woman who has achieved more in her life through her own work, writing her own songs, 
owning her own songs, turning down bad deals when she was 16 years old, walking away from RCA Records and saying, nope, I'm going to go with a smaller label because they're going to give me what I want. This is a woman who bought tour buses when she first started going on tour because she knew it was cheaper and then rents them out as a source of more income. She manages herself. This is a woman who has literally, through her own will, made herself into a billionaire. And yes, she's gotten lucky and made great deals and had hit records, all of that. But she did it herself. She owes her success to her. And the right can't stand it. They can't stand that a self-made woman in music has a bigger voice than they do. They can't stand that she's the biggest, arguably right now, the biggest star in music, period. Taylor Swift, even bigger than Beyonce. She is huge. And they can't stand that the biggest star in music hates Donald Trump. They can't stand that one of the biggest stars in music speaks out against Trump, against other Republicans, and puts her money where her mouth is. They can't stand that she's better than anyone in the GOP. Taylor Swift is a better human being than any member of the GOP, elected or just rank-and-file voter. She's better than any one of them. Now, look, again, I don't know her. I've met her three times. I photographed her once. And every time I met this woman, she was the picture of class, of poise. She's fun. She's funny. She's approachable. She's sweet. She's kind. She's opinionated. And she's educated. I can see why she terrifies them. I can see why. She ain't some dumb bitch wearing some stupid, and no offense, but one of these MAGA witches wearing some shirt that says, you know, he can grab my pussy. And believe me, there are those shirts out there and women that wear them. Any woman that supports Donald Trump is a self-loathing woman. Well, she's not one of those. Shouldn't let a man boss her around, tell her what to do. And in a relationship, she's not afraid to be the one that makes more money. You know, Cher once said, my mom told me that I should find a man with money and marry him and settle down. And I told her, mom, I am a man with money. Well, she's the modern day Cher. She's filthy rich. She's opinionated. She's got talent. She's got ideas and opinions. She's on the right side of issues. And so what if she goes through men? Who cares? Who wouldn't? If you you had her money and her looks, honey, I'd be screwing every sports star I could find. I love Taylor Swift, and yet I don't know any of her. I know some of her. I, like, I could sing a few of her songs, but I don't have any of her records. But I love her, and I love her more now that I know how she triggers the— Oh, my God, she's a trigger for them. I mean, you could start a thread about Taylor Swift and get billions of responses from the right. They hate her with a passion. Why? Because she dare be a woman— that doesn't like their their boss, their their leader, their Fuhrer. She doesn't like the Fuhrer. She doesn't fall lockstep inside. She's not a member of the Nazi youth. She doesn't tell her millions of fans worldwide to lockstep with that asshole. And so because of that, they hate her. 
And you know what? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, Taylor, we are friends. I love you. Keep it up. And what a, you know, they got Kid Rock, right? They got they got Kid Rock and Scott Bayo. Meanwhile, we got Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Barbara Streisand. You know, if you want to talk about celebrities and, and which side of the aisle they fall on, we have all the, all. There's very few celebrities that are lockstepping with Trump now. You know, Tim Allen, who cares? But, oh my God, and, and you, MAGA makes it like Taylor Swift is sitting there whispering in Joe Biden's ear what to do, like she's the shadow vice president. They're terrified of strong women with opinions. They're terrified of people who had the nerve to say the emperor has no clothes. And that's her. When we come back, can you fight your own imprint? A lot of you are trying with your New Year's resolution. We're going to talk about it when we return. Maybe you won't get discouraged after hearing it. If you're it. not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel cast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. What I feel is come and gone before. Nothing ever seems to fit. Don't know what to make of it. Hanging around. Nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Taylor Swift, should we record that song? Then I'll buy it. <laughs> All right. It is the new year. And a lot of you are trying with your resolutions to eat better, to quit smoking, to exercise more, uh, maybe to just be happier, to, you know, well, I'm going to avoid the news so I can, you know. And I have to tell you, I'm proud of you, first of all. I'm very proud of any of you that acknowledge that you need to change. Gonna make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good. See, sometimes making a change doesn't feel real good. It's hard. Gonna make it right. I love that song. I love that song. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, the snow is blowing my mind. I see the kids on the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their needs? Oh, who are we pretending? Like with the homeless, we now pretend not to see their need. We just look away. Another lonely... Oh, yeah, Michael was ahead of his time. Anyway, so a lot of you are trying. You're trying. And first of all, I am very proud of you for trying. If you are someone that know you need to make changes, whether it's lose weight, go more plant-based in your diet, exercise more, just be happier, not fight as much, not obsess over bad news as much, whatever it might be, if you know you need to make that change and you are trying, whether you have succeeded or not, 
Congratulations. 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 And don't beat yourself up. You see, you're fighting something that's really hard. You are fighting an imprint. Now, there's been studies about imprint and reward. It's how we learn. And once we learn something, it's very hard to unlearn it, especially if you've been imprinted with it. You didn't just learn it if it's something that every day has been ground into you to where it is imprinted on your psyche. Now, I realized this the other day. Most of you know I'm trying to not be so medical anxietal in 2024. And I had a breakthrough moment with my therapist the other day, that therapist being Ember. <laughs> She's a good listener. Uh, because I have worried about health since I was six years old. I remember going into first grade and having to be pulled out of class because my mom had to go to the hospital. And my parents were both disabled, both of my parents, my mom and my dad. My dad had ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, dyshydroid eczema. He had many things. My mother had adult and child stage rickets. She had cataracts. She had a myriad of problems as well. My father had electrolyte imbalances that threw him in the hospital often. Then later he would have angina a lot. Every year since I was five or six years old that I can remember, every year, both of my parents were in the hospital at least two months out of the year, every year of my life. One would go in, one would come out. And so every day at home was spent worried about medicine, about something medical, about medicine that they needed, about conditions that they had, about new symptoms. Every day of my life, there wasn't a day of my life that went by from the time I was six years old where some condition, some something wasn't in my world every day shaping my life. We were, they were on disability. Mom could barely work, so we often got kicked out of houses. And that was directly related to what? Healthcare, medical things. And then when I became a teenager, you know, I had issues, tooth decay and dentist things, and I broke my wrist four times. And, you know, so I had healthcare growing up as well. And then we lived with people like my aunt and like my uncle, and they were older and aging and had healthcare issues. Health and medical issues have been. In, I literally probably spent out of one year, every year, from the time I was six years old on up, every year I probably spent 10 to 20 days in the emergency room with one of my parents and usually more. And so medical things is, you know, were a huge part of my life growing up. Then when I, 1980, okay, when I'm 18 years old, I go out into the world, and within two years, AIDS comes along. And suddenly, every day, we're thinking about health. Every day, I was thinking about my health. You know, every three months, going down to the health department into their basement, which is where they did their HIV testing, waiting the 10 days for the lab report to come back. Back in the early days of AIDS and HIV, once they finally got a test, 
before they got a test every day going over your body looking for lesions. Do I have Kaposi's sarcoma? Every time you got a cold, is it pneumocystis? Do I have AIDS? Every time you got a night sweat, oh my God, it's a night sweat. Do I have AIDS? And so, and then of course, friends, you know, many friends coming down with it and dying. So there wasn't a day from the time I was like 21 on where health and illness wasn't in my world and in the media and in the gay press, which I have been in. And as an entertainer, AIDS benefit after AIDS benefit, death after death, funeral after funeral. So health, and then I, of course, I, I marry a man with HIV. And every day of our relationship, we thought about health. Every day. We thought about Andrew's health. Every day. There wasn't a, because we were reminded of it every day. There were pills. There were side effects of the pills. There were days he felt great, days he didn't. There were days he had a cold. We had to go to the hospital. Is it bronchitis? Is it pneumocystis pneumonia? There, I mean, every single day of our relationship, we thought about health. Lymph nodes that would get hard. Oh, those have to come out. Andrew literally had a lymph node taken out of his groin and went to Knott's Berry Farm and performed with me that, that night. We lived with HIV every day. And so now that I'm 61 and Andrew's gone and mom and dad are gone and today is my, sister birth, my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Roseanne. She's 67. So I have... Basically, 55 years of an imprint that I'm fighting. You can't always beat that. So give yourself credit when you do, and then keep fighting. I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. Keep fighting. You hey, can change. Hey, Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, Really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today. Okay, I wasn't quite done. I got I got wrapped up there and I wasn't quite done. So I want to talk a little bit more about imprinting and fighting fighting basically genetics because you are not alone out there trying to change and you may find it hard. You don't know, you know, why can't I change more easily? Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Oh, Lordy, 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 Lordy. So I wasn't quite done. So I did get wrapped up in that, trying to explain to you how for 55 years I've had medical things in my world. And now 
it feels like every day of my life, I wake up just waiting for something to go wrong with me or Ember. And that is a terrible way to live. So I don't want to live that way in 2024. And so I realized that all of that made me a great advocate. For instance, if you ever go to the hospital or the doctor and you need someone with you, I'm the person you want. And it's 55 years of being in those trenches, fighting so many battles that have made me the perfect medical warrior, okay, with way too much knowledge about medical conditions. I literally diagnose friends. They will call me. They will ask me what's wrong with them. I will get, I'll ask them the symptoms. I will tell them what's wrong with them. They will call their doctor and say, I think this is wrong with me. The doctor will confirm and give them the medicine that I've actually told them to get. That's truly how it works. I just had my friend Mark King call me about his girlfriend. You know, oh, she's dizzy, blah, blah, blah. She thinks she has this or that. I said, no, 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 no. It's her inner ear. It's because of the, it's allergies. It's her inner ear. She, you know, get her something to decongest her head and the vertigo will go away. And it did because it was allergies and her ears were full. You know, and I don't know how I can put these things together. It's years in the ER where I've heard them make diagnoses and stuff. So I am fighting that imprint. But the way that I'm doing it is by telling myself, Thank you. Thank you for all those years of, of training to make me into the medical warrior that I am today. But I no longer need to carry that with me. I no longer need to be the person that wakes up every day and cares about health. I am doing everything I can to be healthy. I am a vegan. I work out almost two hours a day. I walk three to five miles a day. I do yoga. I do weights. I take a multivitamin every day along with other supplements like flax and, and all kinds of things. I take hemp seeds. I take chia seeds. I take protein. You know, I take selenium. I take zinc. I take magnesium, vitamin D. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to be as healthy as I can. And every time a story comes out about what you should do for healthy aging, I'm already doing all those things. So as a human, I can do no more. It is now up to fate. Something will happen. I will get a disease no matter what it is. We don't get out of this life, you know, without something. But I'm doing all I can. So when you're doing all you can, that should make it so you're not going to worry so much. So I tell myself every day now, let go of that 55 years of worry. Mom and dad are gone. Andrew is gone. All of your friends that had AIDS that was bad, they're dead. The ones that have HIV now are managing it with protease inhibitors. You know, friends are aging. They're, they are passing away. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. Don't let the third and fourth act of your life, which the third and fourth act of the play are the best parts, right? And I'm already in the third, almost fourth act, because let's be real. If the average lifespan is 76 years old and that's what it is, then middle age is about 38 years old, not 50. It's corporations that tell you middle age is 50 so you don't feel so bad about working until 65. Middle age is about 35 or 40. And let's go with you live to be 85 nowadays. That's 42 and at 43 years old. That's middle age. You wouldn't want to work until 65 if you realized at 43, you're already halfway done with your life. We should work from 25 to 60, but that's a different topic. I really feel you shouldn't have a regular job until you're 25. You should be exploring and 
doing all you need to do. And then from 25 to 60 is when you should work. And then at 60, it should be retirement age and you should spend the rest of your life living. But you have an imprint of your own. Maybe you had abusive parents. Maybe you had an abusive relationship. Maybe you never fully developed skills that you needed to fully develop for some reason or the other. We all have an imprint. Like I have that medical imprint for 55 years from my parents, from HIV AIDS, from Andrew, and then from me. I've, I've encountered some medical things in my lifetime. From my friends all being sick with HIV AIDS or other things. From knowing older people who then get sick with things. I have had to worry about something for health every day of the week for 55 years. And now suddenly I don't because I'm doing everything right and the same with Ember. She's going to get sick. Something's going to happen. But I'm. she's healthy. She eats a great diet. She exercises. We've hedged all the bets we can. So there's no point in worrying because now whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it's the same with you. If you truly want to change, you have to first acknowledge why you are the way you are. Why don't you have good exercise habits? Why aren't you a plant-based eater? Why, why can't you let go of something that's negative for you emotionally? It's not that you're weak. It's not that you're bad. It's not that you're damaged or that you're flawed. You're not. You're perfect. You are the perfect you. You just need some refinement. And when you're doing that, you have to acknowledge that maybe I'm this way because I was imprinted upon and I am fighting this imprint, this stamp that has been burned into my soul. You know, the only way to change that, you know, when you get a tattoo you don't want, you can do a cover-up. Now they can do a laser over it. You're not stuck with that tattoo. It's the same thing. You may have an imprint on your soul that is not good. Maybe it's insecurity because everything you've had your whole life has been taken away. Maybe it's, you know, low self-esteem because no one in your world has ever built you up. We are all fighting our own imprint. And that imprint is very hard to overcome. Until you shine a light on it. You say, oh, look, look at this piece of my soul. This piece of my soul is imprinted because of this, 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 and this. So what do I do? How do I thank myself, but then say I no longer need this piece of me? I must let this piece of me go. Well, every day I am writing down on a piece of paper I will let my medical anxiety go. I am thankful for who it made me, but I no longer need it. I write that every day and I am literally tearing it up and throwing it away because there is power in visualization. There is power in that. The Buddhists do this very thing. I want you to think about your imprint, okay? There are three types of imprints you can have. The first type of imprint is written in stone. And my medical imprint has been written in stone. And carrying that around, that stone for 55 years, 61 if you count the first six of my life, has been exhausting for me. So the second kind of imprint is an imprint written in sand. It's there for a while, but then sand, you know, covers it up and it's gone after a while. 
But the best kind of imprint that you can have in your life is an imprint that's written in water. Think about that. You have a a river in front of you, and the imprint appears right in front of you. Low self-esteem, this, that, the other thing. But then the river carries it away. And so you don't have to carry that with you. It's gone. It was there for a moment, and now it's gone. You need to let the things that have imprinted on you be taken out of the stone and be put in the water so they will wash away because you don't need it anymore. You don't need the thing that says you can never be a plant-based eater because everyone around you has said that it's hard or it's stupid or it doesn't work or that you'll die of a lack of protein or whatever. Whatever negative things you've heard, you need to let that go. You need to let low self-esteem go. You need to let those things be written in water and let them go. Speaking of going, I'm going. We'll see you on Wednesday. I love you. You can do it. You can overcome. You can change. Let all negative things now be written in water and let them flow away. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel Cast on your favorite streaming service.